Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Monday morning, Key off the jump. Are you questioning the shooting ability of a number two overall pick and a national champion on the basketball court? I'm just saying them dudes is pros. What, what do you mean they pros? So is he. What was I? <laughs> They're pros. They're currently. pros currently. I still shoot the rock. That's what I do, Key. When's the last time you caught balls? Man, I just I go out and catch. Ha ha. Use oh, the yeah, hands. I catch a BB in the dark right now. Bam. With my eyes closed. I can still shoot it. I get it, but I just was, it's not that I'm questioning. I ain't going to shoot it like Steph. I'm just saying that was just, his was pure, right? Other than that, I didn't want to really see nobody else. Giannis was looking pure last night. I'm like, who is this? Or is he going to come to the party? Oh, you don't know, I believe. I'm just saying I like to see it. You have to to see it to believe it for yourself, first and foremost. But isn't it different in an all-star game versus like a regular game? They kind of like not really closing in on you. It's. It's the same for a regular game for Giannis. <laughs> they ain't closing in on Giannis in a regular game. <laughs> but it's different, though. Right? No, it ain't. Giannis That's is like getting wide around. open shots, Key. You should see You should see the way teams scheme for him. No, no, I get it. But teams wait for him at the free throw line when he's at the top of the key. At the, the free throw line. But the all-star game is like a shoot-around, man. I hear you. Right? I mean, it's, 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 you know, it ain't the same. You don't have the same sort of, I don't know, approach to it, I would think. I think you just kind of. Out there, you know, guys dunking freely, people not getting in the way because they're not trying to hurt you. It's not, it's not any real meaning to it, I would say. I have, I have another question for you guys, for you both. Talking about the All-Star game last night, Team LeBron won. Pick one, throw the other one out the garbage because this was my biggest takeaway last night. Steph or Dame, who are you taking? Pick one, throw the other one out to the garbage. Steph or Dame? Zubin? Steph. I got to go, Steph. Really? really? Yeah, 100%. For what, though? You know me, I always kind of. No, you are a little more Key got the Lakers. Key got the Lakers. Let's say they're both the same age. Pick one, throw the other one out to the garbage. You got to pick one. Steph or Dame? I, I, I feel like Dame. <laughs> I feel like Dame just could, not even last night, just in general watching him, I just feel like he could do a little bit more to get everybody else kind of involved to a degree, and he could put it on his back and carry it pretty far. I've yet to see, I've yet to see Steph carry by himself. And it's not that's not a slight. He's done it a couple times this year, but but not at the same volume like Dame, right? Not just this year. I'm just talking about even on the championship runs, he had other people around him. Dame pretty much had CJ, and that's really it. And he took them to the finals, even though they didn't win it because they went up against Golden State. But you, you see what I'm saying? No, I do. It's a hard – it's one of those 1A, 1Bs, damn if I do, damn if I don't type situations. Well, I, first off, I was like, the fact that these two are in the same damn team, like that's a problem last night. Because, yeah, I mean, Steph came out really quickly and let you know, oh, you, you forgot about me? You, you forgot about Chef Curry? And started lighting people up, and then damn, obviously closed out the game with a three from half court. But key is the fact that both half these cats – here's something for people to recognize. Like – Real shooters, when the ball goes in, I was always taught to you look at the back of the rim, right? The center of the back of the rim. Because I want the ball to go 
hit the back of the rim and go straight down. Sometimes, like the way I would shoot, when you get like 500 shots up a day, I don't want the net to move, right? It's just hot, down, sweet, right into it. How pure these guys are. The ball didn't touch the rim. So many, like, you just see the, the net just pops. Like, the ball hits the net at the bottom of the net where the net just kind of pops back up into the rim. Like, those are the signs. Of the, and I'm talking about shots from half court, man. <laughs> They're making the net pop from half court. Like, you don't see people shoot that way. Normally, it's, these are two of the greatest shooters the game has seen. And it, it's, it was special watching it last yeah, night. Yeah, no, it, 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 and I don't know if it's, you play basketball, but I always ask you, remember I asked you, I was like, how come in college the ball always does this? And in the pros, when you get like – You're talking about the rotation of the ball, how, yeah, it, how no, it spins? When, it's, when, it, when it rotates, it snaps like you're talking about yeah. because of the – I'm trajectory, assuming yeah. it's the trajectory, the arc, the way it goes down into the hoop, where in college it just rattles around the rim when they shoot in J's. It never, never has that snap. It's almost sure. like when Reggie used to shoot. Yes. And he was pure, right? I mean, he was ridiculous, but his balls never snapped the way Dames or Clays or – or uh, Steph does, and I don't know if it's just the way that they're spinning the ball when it comes off their wrist or what it is, but it's certainly uh, when it leaves their hand, ain't no question you know it's going in. That three-point contest that I was talking to you a minute ago about Tatum, when it was leaving his hand, I'm like, oh, yeah, he getting ready to miss that one. I mean, half the time, once, once the ball leaves his hand, he doesn't even look at the ball. Like, they always teach you, like, when you shoot, stare at your target, don't take your eyes off your target. Steph is literally shooting the ball, and it's like a slingshot. He just goes like that, and he turns around and looks the other way. It's That was my biggest takeaway. Different. And also last night that LeBron James is the GM over the past four years. He's been the GM of the entire NBA. Team LeBron in 2018 won it. Team LeBron in 2019 won it. Team LeBron in 2020 won it. The Lakers in 2020, LeBron was the GM of that team. Sorry, Rob Palenka, won it. 2021, Team LeBron won it again. Like, okay, LeBron. You're going to have your own team one day. I already see it. It's going to happen. He's going to own an NBA franchise. Mark it down. I'm not not doubting that, although KG didn't get an opportunity. Uh, Well, well, that's in Minnesota. So here's my two cents on Curry, and then we'll get into the uh, two cents for the most important guy of all, Adam Silver, on why this all went down. They've been playing the NBA All-Star game now for 70 years, and Giannis had a performance we've never seen for seven decades, as the fellas had mentioned, going 16 for 16, adding an All-Star game MVP to his two regular season MVPs. I think for guys that we love in sports – Past performance is never an indicator of future success. You know that, being an Mm. investor, right? Past performance is never an indicator of future success. But for all the guys we love, like, for example, LeBron, we take his past performance and say, future success is there. I think Curry has had all the past performance you could possibly want, yet we're still not quite sure if we stack him up with a, a tremendous player in Dame that you have to think twice before taking Steph. This is no indictment on Dame. You have to think twice before taking Steph, even though he's done everything everybody else would be lauded for. I mean, they both just, I mean, it's There's hard. no wrong answer, like right? you said. Yeah, it's like, what do I do? If he's gone, then I'm happy with the other guy. If the other guy's gone, then I'm happy with this guy. Either way, I'm sitting pretty because I got the second pick. You but, know, what style do you like, though? Because Steph brings, like, that more jovial, like, having fun style where Dame is, he's, he's hitting on the wrist. You know, it's Dame time, right? Like, it's different styles and approaches. Well, I think, you know, both styles is good to me. It's just that Dame carries a little bit of an edge 
He's a little his. bit more of a dog. But yeah, Steph is I mean, a dog, just, too, just no, no, in a different way that, now. He just got that East Oakland edge to him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's He got that, I'm from the streets, and this is how I roll. That's mm. just how he is. That's and there's point. nothing wrong with it. Right. Just ask Dan Orlowski. Well, keep in mind. <laughs> he burned him. Keep in mind, of course, Dame is from Oakland, and Steph made his legend in Oakland, to be yeah. honest with you, after moving to San Francisco just last year. That city has a lot to do with it. Essentially, Adam Silver said, look, we had to play – this all-star game because we can control the situation. He keeps going back to the bubble and essentially saying people laughed at us. They thought we'd never get through the bubble. We got through it. We know it has stayed something that is safe. In the last minute we have here, Jay, I would just ask you, the bigger story before the game was the fragility to me of what's going to happen in the second half of the season with the contact tracing, keeping the Sixers' two big stars out of the game. The finals are set to be played. Final game seven would be July 22nd. So we have months to go to get through this thing. We spent the entire week talking about this game with regards to who didn't want to be here. Mm. We never spent much time talking about who might not be there. Just a reminder for me, for the NBA and all other sports, that even though you think it's behind you, you're off for weeks at a time, that this is going to be an issue every single day until we perhaps hit July 22nd. It's a stark reminder, but a good one we have to keep in mind with Simmons and Embiid. Adam Silver also said that players is optional for vaccines. He does believe a lot of players will take the vaccine, but Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons obviously not there. They did test negative for COVID um, due to contact tracing. They have to sit out for five days. Hopefully they'll be able to come back for their first game on Thursday night. But still, these these are the things that always affect. I mean, we see it in the NFL. We're going to see it in the NBA. No doubt about it. And also LeBron has been noncommittal on the vaccine, and I think it's been established many times how important LeBron's voice is mm-hmm. in the NBA. The league will return on Tuesday with two games, 11 games on Thursday. On the way, speaking of game, the NFL – is thinking about an overtime system that could really change the game as wild as it gets. So does it have any chance to pass? We'll dig into that after Key has this. When you own a business, your owner of the business is everything. Sales, finance, customer service. Indeed is uniquely qualified to help you really own hiring right when you sponsor a job post indeed instant match searches through millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who resumes fit your job description immediately then you can invite them to apply to your job right away indeed delivers four times more hires than other job sites combined according to talentness learn more at indeed.com slash credit We've got the Ravens proposing a change to overtime called the spot and choose rule. I think it will negate pretty much right the advantage that any team would get from winning the coin toss. The Ravens also proposed an eighth official, the Sky Judge. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. It's demon time on prize picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So proposing a rule change for overtime is nothing new, but it does perk up attention and get everybody talking. The Broncos had their own solution. That was shot down by the league a couple years ago. The Baltimore Ravens have now come to the table with an interesting one of their own. You heard some of our colleagues talking about it. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear hotline, including the NFL insider Mike Tannenbaum, who will be here in 30 minutes. And we'll get his opinion on this concept, which is called spot and choose, as you just heard everyone say. Let me just give you a quick rundown of what it is and how it ties into this morning's poll question that goes way beyond Football. So the Baltimore Ravens have done it. Spot and choose their concept to change overtime. I'll say this a couple different ways. The team that wins the coin toss would have two options. Choose whether to start the overtime period on offense or defense or choose where to spot the ball to start the overtime period and the end zone to be defended. For example, I'll just give you a hypothetical example because that's a lot of stuff to sort of digest. If the Ravens are in overtime, let's just say it's their rule, so they're playing, they win the coin toss and elect to spot the ball at, say, hypothetically, their own 20, something we've all seen before. The other team would choose whether to start on offense or defense from that very spot on the field. Overtime would still be overtime, 10 minutes, sudden death, and under the Ravens scenario, the first team to score would win so we're asking you it's a little convoluted i know but essentially yeah spot one choose the other and as sarah spain you just heard our colleague said this negates the situation in many cases where the team that wins the coin toss scores a touchdown wins the game and the game is over (laughs) although that has been complained about because you just gave me the stanky poo poo face (laughs) whatever so it doesn't feel like it's going to pass these newfangled complicated rules never really do um so the question this morning is what sport needs to fix its overtime, and how would you fix it? Do mm. you like this Ravens proposal? Is there another better one? Should the NBA's overtime be changed? Should the NHL's overtime be changed? Do you like fifth sets in tennis? Do you like in some majors they play 18 holes, and in certain others they play three holes, aggregate score? There are so many different rules for so many different sports. What do you like? And what, more importantly, needs to be fixed? Hit us up this morning. Yeah, I think they should change the NHL rule. You know, and I went to that Pittsburgh Penguins St. Louis Blues game. I, you know, I had to sit through that long overtime, and so it, it made my head hurt a little bit. I, I knew that's the first you place seriously. you would go. I knew I that's the first place you would go. I cannot take you seriously delivering that content. Well, I, it, look, the NFL, I, I like the old overtime was fine. I like this overtime. Donovan that, doesn't even know there was overtime. Oh, God, oh, stop. Geez. Leave him alone. That was 100 years ago. <laughs> oh, my um, too easy. Too easy. I know, right? Uh, poor Donovan. He'll he'll never live that one down. <laughs> and, and so when you look at this over time, you know, maybe maybe you could move the minutes down from 10 to probably 6 so you kind of get a, a lesser time that doesn't extend the game too long. And then I'll probably take a look at what the college rule is, mm. you know, because – I mean, think about a lot of teams can't score from the 20-yard line. I mean, that's just reality. There's a lot of teams that cannot score from the 20-yard line. And there's a lot of field goal kickers that cannot kick 
from the 20-yard line or in. I think that that would be good in, in, in giving us about six minutes of overtime. I don't need to see 10 minutes of overtime. and I don't need to get down to the last minute of overtime because they're going back and forward and teams can't figure out how to score. And I don't need to see ties. I, I, I love it. I was thinking last night, since you're from L.A., Key, and the Rams have – they're all in, obviously, to win it with their defense. If you're going – if the Rams are playing against the Chiefs and you're the Rams and under these new rules – you want to, like, all right, I'm playing against the Chiefs, high-octane offense. Yeah. Do I want to put the ball, like, on the five-yard line, on the two-yard line, and then trust in my defense, but not knowing whether you guys want to pick offense or defense? Like, how would you – What do you mean? Put it, you got to put it on a 20, right? You could put it, you can put it anywhere you want. You can put it anywhere you want. Oh, you get – okay. Make yeah. them go the full length of the field with that high-octane offense, or do you put your trust in your defense? Like, all these different scenarios started running through my mind about individual teams, how they would scheme against one another. Yeah, it, I saw the Rams and the Chiefs play two years ago, and it was in the middle of the night. I mean, you might have been asleep because it was late on the East Coast on a Monday night, but I watched them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That would be fun to go 99 yards, whatever the kiss is, 90 yards. I just – that's a lot to, to – to, kind of source through when you get the ball and you win the coin toss you either defer or you keep the ball it's simple it's, it's a simple you know you like college you win the toss I'm giving it to you we elect to go that way on the field now let's go if you kick a field goal we got a chance to score we win if I kick a field goal you got a chance to score we win if you throw an interception game over that's what I'm, I like that. I would agree with you because I think you need to be able to do it in bite size. If you can't tell the viewer, like overtime is starting in the game and ESPN, Fox, CBS, NBC pops up the overtime rules. If you can't explain it in one sentence, it's already too much. So, for example, the first time what? overtime was used in a playoff game. Hmm. Tim Tebow throws a ball and Demarius Thomas catches it. Broncos defeat the Steelers in a playoff 99 game. 99-yard strike. But everybody knew if a over. touchdown is scored yeah. on the first possession the game is over, boom, Tebow hits Thomas, boom, game over. This is just a little too convoluted. Here's the one thing I would say, Jay, and get your thoughts on this, and fellas. If you're wondering, the one thing I had to look up was, like, why would the Ravens do this? Is this something that they've been thought about for a while? Is it just something that they just brought to the table? I will say they played one overtime game during the 2020 season in Week 11. They lost to the Titans. Interestingly, in that game, the Ravens got the ball first, went three and out, Tennessee scored the game-winning touchdown on the ensuing possession. And that's the same thing when you look at the New Orleans Saints, and it was glaring, it was in our mm-hmm. eyes, the pass interference, the Rams, the whole deal. We've gone over it in, in a million times. New Orleans jumped on the table and said, we need to change the pass interference rule. We need to change the pass interference rule. Everybody oh. said, the offseason, okay, signed off on it. It's, uh, went through the whole, <laughs> went through the whole so season. Oh. It was like, we did you a favor to quiet you down. Get that rule out of here. And this may happen. It could happen with the Ravens. Now, all of a sudden, you know, enough noise. They make a rule change, whether it's this year, next, or they revisit it and and do it for a little bit, take a look at it in the preseason or whatever, and then they're going to say, no, we don't like it. I I, I know that it's not as simplified as the original rules, but, I mean, isn't change always inevitable? Like, doesn't – don't you feel like as the NFL tries to skew younger and they keep trying to get fans more involved, these kind of wrinkles to the game makes it way more intriguing? Well, they just changed the overtime rule, what, six, seven years ago? Well, so it hasn't been long. They just changed it recently you. in terms of changing the overtime rule. So it's not, it's not like they haven't tried new things before. 
The only one that really has a possibility of uh, passing is the other thing the Ravens are proposing that you heard our colleagues say, Ravens and that would be the, the Scott Judge, the, yeah. the booth off, mm-hmm. the guy in the booth off the field that can look at all the camera angles. That one seems like if anything could pass, there's momentum for I that. propose something to the Ravens. Go ahead. Get Lamar Jackson some damn help at receiver. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe you can win it in four quarters. He wouldn't be stretched to overtime because he'd be throwing it all over the field. Uh. On the way, Dak was throwing it all over the field like nobody else for the first quarter of last season before that devastating injury. But now the Dak deadline day is one day away. It's, uh, it's, it's D-Day, NFL style. So what are the Cowboys going to do? We'll discuss this after we have this from Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some Straight Talk. Look, your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it, right? So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, do yourself a favor. Just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just 199 bucks. You heard me correctly, 199 bucks. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So why is that March 9th deadline so critical? Dak Prescott has leverage because he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. That is all the leverage you need. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. You know, in 13 minutes, we're going to talk to the front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, about what it would take for the Bears to get green eyes key. Russell Wilson. Get those green eyes ready. But if Russell Wilson were to go to Dallas. I get my green eyes ready. I'm good. Dak won't be there. (laughs) D-Day, Dak Day is tomorrow. Franchise tag day. Tag you're it. Here we go. We're in the final 24-plus hours of a story that's completely dominated the headlines. So, Key, the question remains. What happens with Dak Prescott between now and the end of business tomorrow? Yeah, they're franchise tagging. They uh, they'll tag him again. It's 37 and some change. Geez. They'll sit tight. They'll try to figure out how to get a deal done. They got all the way to, like, what, July, June, July? July 15th yeah, to get July a long-term 15th. deal. It's not – I mean, what's the – there's no pressure points. There's no, there's no pressure points along the way to get a deal done. The pressure point is March 9th. 
March 9th is here. We'll just franchise tag him. We'll move on and we'll continue to try and work on the deal. We anticipate he's going to be our starting quarterback for years to come in Dallas, and we got all the time in the world. So I wonder how far they're off on the money, or is it just the years? I, I know the years, but, you know, and all these different reports, I, I feel like I'm – Watching TMZ, I'm so confused by all the news and all these different <laughs> – I don't know who to believe. Like, where a reporter says something, it's like, oh, it's about – he wants to be the second highest paid player in the league beside, you know, behind Patrick Mahomes. Or it's about the years, and he wants a shorter-term deal, and they want longer to build it out over time with the cap. I, I just – I know we talk about it yesterday on the call, Keen. We'll continue to talk about it. And I know every time I say the number about making him the second highest paid quarterback – in the league at $40 million per year, you always go back to, well, is that front-loaded or is that back-loaded, right, to kind of expand the cap? So, and and what, what is the average? We certainly could ask Todd Archer, who's going to join us in about an hour and 12 minutes or so. We could ask him. But I think when you think about it, we could play with numbers all day long, right, and, and make the average really look good. I've always said to myself, when you start fighting over the average – that's just the agent wanting to show people, look, I'm, he's got – I can make the average look like whatever it is. If I, if I choose to, I can backload the contract to a degree where I make that number just so outrageous that that average is $60 million a year. Oh, my God, headline. That Prescott signs record-breaking deal. But how much are you really getting? Exactly. How much of the money – and that's what Dak wants to know. What is my real cash that I'm taking home in these next – three to four years, the real money, not no fluff money on the back end so that I could walk around and people could think that that's what I truly really make. Hmm. That, that's the important thing to think about NFL contracts. You know, you always hear this argument about their money isn't guaranteed, their money isn't guaranteed. That's a damn lie. The NBA goes out four years, Jay, right? Yep. Four years. The NFL, for those first three or four years – that money is guaranteed. If they're, they may cut you, but they still owe you that money in those three to four years, depending on how your deal is structured. When guys get outside of three to four years, five and six, it's just like, man, I, it doesn't matter anyway, because if you can't play, they're going to whack you. What do you think that number is over that three, four-year time period in which you want to make sure that you secure the bag on? For, for If I was him? Yeah. I got to get – I got first of all, I got to look at Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson's and Russell Wilson's first three to four years of guaranteed money. Then I also got to take a look at Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Then I got to factor all that in there. I probably put that together, see what the average is, and then I'm going to ask for slightly more, more. than what that average is. And then they may come back and say we're not going to do that. Now, now I don't have Patrick Mahomes' contract in front of me, but just off the top of my head, thinking he's probably going to get. A hundred and thirty million in the first three years, mm. you know, just off the top of my head, I would think that that's probably the guaranteed money on his side Whew. that he would see in the first three years of his deal, and that's what the important part of these deals are. A couple of things to keep in mind here: uh, the number you want to keep your cell phone handy. I used to say years ago, look at your watch, but nobody uses their watch anymore. They just look at their cell phone to see what time it is. 4 p.m. is very instructive. It's going to be by 4 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. So if you're a Cowboy fan listening anywhere in the country, no matter where you are, 4 Eastern, 3 Central, whatever it is, 4 o'clock tomorrow Eastern time. 4 Eastern is also important because that on March 17th 
is the day that free agency begins at 4 p.m. Eastern. So just have four locked in. Four tomorrow Eastern, and on the day of free agency, when it begins the league new year, it'll be 4 p.m. Eastern. The other thing, I think you just have to look at it from a simplistic point of view. You could have put the tag on him as early as February 23rd. It's now March 8th. You've got until March 9th. Here's the one thing you got to think about, and I think sometimes this is obvious, but we don't say it. Dak is the top available free agent quarterback on the market. Yes. By proxy, because the quarterback is so important, that makes him the top free agent available, period, in the National Football League. And I think that's one thing that's obvious, but we haven't talked about as much, in my estimation. But let me correct you. He's not a free agent, right? I mean, he's just not. I understand what people are saying. Dallas is not letting him walk out of the door. So we need to stop thinking he's a free agent because he's not a free agent. And, and I said that on our call last night. It, look at the free agent pool. Right. He's not in it, and neither is Deshaun Watson. Right. I'm just talking from yeah. a technical standpoint. I, I, no, I get the technical. I get right. it. Five I, years I, through a five-year deal. I get it, but he's a little bit over 24 hours, and, and, and he'll be a Dallas oh, Cowboy. For sure. You know how these things go. We'll get off the air at 10 o'clock, 1040. We'll be in our car at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Man, did you hear? Oh, my God, they franchise tagged him. Deadlines make deals, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a cliche, but that one's really true. It's going to happen at some point. They're not going to just let him walk out the building. And it's obvious to me, after reading the news yesterday, that he's been at the facility doing rehab, working out, that it's not a contentious relationship. Because if if it's contentious... Like I'm not showing up at the facility. I'm well, you, doing. I'm hiring my like Kawhi Leonard. I'm hiring my own personal rehab per- person. That's it. But the problem with that though, the the actual PT people in Dallas, some of the best in the country, a best in the league in general. So getting away from Britt and Jim and them dudes in Dallas, the trainers that's there, that would be a catastrophic mistake. That's mm. why he's there because he knows how good those guys it's like, are. It's like in the NBA, doesn't like the Phoenix Suns have this magical. Yes. Training staff, right? Their yeah, recovery still, That's why Amari Stoudemire, Grant Hill, all those guys the went tra- there. The, train the, right? the training staff with the – I almost called them the Jets. With the Cowboys, they don't go nowhere. Because every time – every single year, somebody – Jim's the, the, the main guy, then there's Britt and Greg. Every single year, somebody tries to poach the guys underneath to mm. make them the head trainers for their facilities. Mm-hmm. You know what Jerry does. Strokes the check to keep them there because they're the best. People go to them from other teams – to get the work that they need in the offseason. They go to them to see the Cowboy doctors. Help me understand this, because everybody said Dak was going to be ready and available to go by the time the Cowboys offseason program begins, which, by the way, is this month. I think when he got injured, it's like March was so far away. So just take me inside the mindset here. You get the deal done. You sign it tomorrow for some amount of money, 30-plus million, one year. We'll see what happens. We got July 15th. He won't sign it. They'll just tag him. Tag Mm -hmm. him, right. And then we'll see what happens between now and July 15th. At that point, take me inside mentally. Are you just all in? You've been waiting for this moment in March for OTAs are on the way, mini camps are on the way, but the off-season program is here. You're in the fold again. We'll Mm -hmm. call it in the fold again. Mm -hmm. What's your mindset? Well, my mindset is I got $37 million no matter what (laughs) happens in this situation. (laughs) What you laughing at? Well, that's, no, that, that's the mindset to have. He asked me to I, take I'm good you, either way. You, no, you you're right. You're right. To take you inside. I'm really taking you aside. It's I just huge because he saw his career flash before his eyes. Yeah, I that's got what I'm thir- I got 37 bricks, right? 37 of them. So I'm good. Now I'm going to do everything that I can to stay healthy so we can get a long-term deal done. I'm going to be throwing my guys in, in, in – the weekends or whatever the case is, because he's under the tag, he's not going in because he hasn't signed it. So he won't be there for mini camps and OTAs because he hadn't signed the tag. But I know 
I'm good, though. I know that the 37 is right there. Now let's try to work on a, a long-term solution, a long-term deal. Clearly you want me because you just gave me $37 million. The paperwork is sitting on my desk. All I got to do is walk in there and go, Oop, sign it, and fax it or however they send it. I wouldn't fax. I'd probably email it, scan no, it. That's national yeah. signing. No fa- that's only used once a year now. Yeah, national last time signing. somebody faxed something in one of these NFL right. teams was the, Cle- the Cincinnati Bengals trying to trade the quarterback to the Cleveland Browns, and the fax didn't go through, yes. and that deal went completely the other way. Just so, e-sign it. You can e-sign it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so <laughs> you get, get that side of thing done, and then I'm good, but that's the mindset. I, I got $37 million, dog. I'm good for now. I do wonder, though, if they can't come to an agreement on a long-term deal as, you, as you're getting down to the actual season. Like, you know, look, I know athletes, and especially a guy like Dak, you're always going to believe in yourself. But coming off an injury, that's still in the back of my mind somewhere. Like, damn, it's like that. But like that all of a sudden, nope. it could be done. And if it happens again, if you're on that tag, it just it feels like you lose all that leverage. Whatever, yeah, Whatever – Numbers they gave him this real money this past season when he did he played on the franchise tag. The numbers have grown this year. Now, whatever that number is at the final stages, we don't know and we won't know till that comes up. Right. But if it was thirty five million a year, that number has risen from the start of the season in September of twenty to where we are today. That number's gone up. We don't know the number. And his representatives aren't going to share the number with us. Mm-hmm. But if they change proposals, that number's gone up. No doubt. And the salary It's not the same. Floor, yeah. And right. it didn't go down. Right. Don't be fooled. Salary floor at 180. That 180s figure is floating out there. And I think people are not uh, taking into account what that really is. The salary floor is 180. So we will but see. But you pay him, though, man. Oh, just get a man the money. Stop playing That's a game. That's what I said. They, and they're going to give it to him. You, you hope this, so. But, but sometimes people, Big Bank typically wins these scenarios. But, but I think... In the end, Jerry understands the importance of having a quarterback, a franchise quarterback. He understands that. Uh, They were so close at times with Tony Romo. They won it with Troy Aikman. In between Tony and Troy, think about it. Mm. I mean, they was (laughs) – Babe Laufenberg didn't do it for you? No, man. I just thought. Quincy (laughs) Carter. I mean, just think about it. Think about it. Let's think about it more with Mike Tannenbaum. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. He, of course, is the two-time general manager, and he joins us this morning – on the Goodyear hotline. So, Mike, we've been talking the last 15 minutes essentially about what happens as we're approaching the 11th hour, if you will, with Dak Prescott, Tag Day, D-Day, in a different sense, D-Day, Dak Day, tomorrow in Big D. Take us inside a front office you've had until February 23rd to this very moment. Nothing's got done. What happens between now and 4 Eastern tomorrow? Well, I think what's interesting is they're going to try to get something done They will obviously tag him. They will email FedEx. And the more you think about it, guys, I think March 16th is the consequential date, and here's why. Jerry Jones, for all his brilliance, did not anticipate a pandemic. So last year, you tag Dak Prescott, you put your feet up on your desk, you say, you know what, I have him next year. Now, all of a sudden, the salary cap is going down, and if you franchise Dak Prescott – He's going to be somewhere between 25 and 30% of your cap on a one-year deal. They have about a half a dozen free agents that are going to just walk out the door. And in a year, you're going to have no Dak Prescott, no quarterback, and you're going to lose a lot of players. So it makes no sense whatsoever to have a player on a one-year deal that's going to leave at 28 years old as your franchise quarterback. 
And you want to get a deal done now, guys, because you want to lower the cap number so you can have as many resources as possible to rebuild your team. Mike, as a general manager, what do you do in this situation on the average, right? You know how you guys were as agents. You want to see the average so you can recruit the next guy. But what about the real money? What do you do in the first three to four years of real money? Yeah, Key, and this is a mistake they made two years ago. They should have, as we've discussed, signed Dak first, well before Lael Collins, Jalen Smith, Zeke Elliott, because the average would have been about 32 to $33 million. Now, if we're representing Dak Prescott, it has to be at least $39 million a year for the first three years. So roughly, it's $120 million in cash for the first three years. I've won a playoff game. I'm a starting quarterback in the NFL, and Deshaun Watson just signed for $39 million. So when you have $120 million in the first three years, call me. If not, let's not waste each other's time. Mm. So if for whatever reason this deal doesn't get done and they look to push it all the way to the summer, do you think Dak plays on the franchise tag or does he sit tight and just say, you know what, go back out there without me? Yeah, I think he does. I don't think he could walk away from $37 million. But, guys, I think the much more interesting situation is if you're Dallas, I think this is worse for Dallas because now all of a sudden he's on a one-year deal and you now have, again, roughly 30% of your salary cap on a one-year deal on a player that you're not going to be able to sign at the end of the year because if you haven't signed him in three years, you're not going to do it now. And what does the rest of your roster look like? So, again, I think... Jerry Jones made a mistake by not signing Dak two years ago. Now with the cap going down, they are really up against the wall. And I think Dak Prescott has massive leverage. And if I'm Dallas, I throw in the towel and make sure I get a deal done by March 16th because then when free agency starts, that gives me the best chance to have the best roster short-term and long-term. Mike, that whole scenario does make it even more intriguing for another quarterback like Russell Wilson do you think he's a Seahawk next season? What do you think he determines to do, considering he did call for Dak Prescott's job, essentially? You know, Jay, well, I, this to me is a very fundamental sort of discussion, which is why are we here? And I think Russell Wilson is a lot like us. He's a big fan of football. He goes home on Sunday night on a home game. He sees what's going on around the NFL, points left and right. Patrick Mahomes has eight gazillion weapons. And right now, remarkably, Russell Wilson has three teammates on offense that are not on rookie contracts. So to me, what this is saying, hey, Coach Carroll, philosophically, you don't believe in what I want to do, which is throw the ball. I want to be protected better. And if that is not worked out, I think this is as much about non-economics and philosophy. So I think what they have to do is get behind closed doors, see if they can work something out. If not, if I'm Seattle, I got to really think about trading him in the next 12 months. How does that reflect on Pete Carroll? I think Pete is a guy that feels like, hey, this is how we've won. We've won a Super Bowl together. This is how I won at USC. We're going to play great defense. We're going to run the ball, and the passing game is going to be part of what we do. But he obviously just go by what you see. He just gave up two first-round picks for a safety. And if I'm Russell Wilson and I'm seeing what Patrick Mahomes and some of these other great quarterbacks are getting, and it's just one of these things where there's not – philosophical alignment and Pete's going to build the team the way he believes he can win championships. So with that being said, uh, Mike, if, if it's not Russell Wilson at quarterback, it's not Deshaun Watson at quarterback for Seattle, then who can you get an Alex Smith? Can you trade for Sam Darnold, build that defense, 
like you said, run the football, and every now and then ask your quarterback for a few explosive plays? But, you know, Key, I think you just answered the question for Seattle, which is, at the end of the day, in an honest, sober way, are any of those quarterbacks even close to Russell Wilson? And I would say they're not even close. Like, you could throw in Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jimmy G, some of these other guys that may be – like, you have a great, high-character, productive, Super Bowl-winning quarterback who's 32. It's not that hard. Make him happy, extend his contract, and give him the resources where he's not ranked 28th in the NFL in being sacked. And give that gives you the best chance to win. The game has changed. The rules have changed. It's about scoring points. Maybe the most impressive guy to me is someone like Nick Saban. Nick Saban at going back to Michigan State, LSU, Miami, and obviously now at Alabama. For a long time, he was known as a great defensive coach. You don't think he's changed? Look at all the points he's putting up. Look at all the skill players he's putting out there. And if I'm Pete Carroll, I have to realize I have to evolve. We have a great player in Russell Wilson. Let's make sure we're building around him. This never gets tired, right? Deshaun Watson, we never get tired of talking about the situation in Houston. Where are we at with it? Another week has gone by. Deshaun's still chilling somewhere. Where are we at with Deshaun on the move? Yeah, I I think a couple of things are are noteworthy. One, it bears repeating, this is Cal McNair. He is the owner of the team. The most important person in his franchise is Deshaun Watson, draw a line. That's why he's making $39 million. It's not about Nick Casario. It's not about David Culley. He needs to go see Deshaun Watson and get this worked out because, again, March 17th is going to start and all these moves are going to start. And what free agent who has any sort of options is going to want to go there not knowing who the quarterback is? And until they get that fixed, it's really going to be hard for them to make progress. And again, I just think this bears repeating. Nick Casario was somebody that learned from Coach Belichick for 18 years. And key, one of the things that we know about Coach Belichick is he's going to do what he thinks is in the best interest of the organization, regardless of what everyone else thinks. I think if I'm Nick Casario, knowing Nick, I wouldn't be surprised if he did nothing this year. Hey, Mike, we got 30 seconds to go, but uh, the latest newfangled overtime proposal has been put forth by the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not asking you specifically about the ins and the outs, but any chance we're going to see any sort of change to the overtime rules in the near future? You know, Zubin, I certainly hope so. I think fundamentally what Baltimore's talking about is let's have strategy instead of luck dictate who wins some of these games. And one of the things that the league has done a good job, we can go back to when the extra point move back guys they may just try it on a one-year basis and see how it goes. So hopefully we tweak it, Zubin, so we at least see, again, some coaching strategy about deferring or where the ball spotted. I think just adds to intrigue, and I think the fans would really like it. I agree. It's just the evolution of football in general. There were people that were seemingly opposed to instant replay for years. It took forever to pass. Now it's just a part of the game. Same thing with the overtime period. It's been changed a little bit as well, and Mike is advocating for more change to put strategy over luck. A coin toss shouldn't decide a week's worth of preparation. Mike, thank you very much. And obviously, it's, tomorrow's a big day for you. We'll see what happens with Tag You're It. Mike, thanks. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. Did you yeah. play Tag You're It when you were growing up? Who didn't? I'm just asking. <laughs> Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, <laughs> no compromise. We are if presented I told you what type of Tag You're It, we Never mind. Yeah, I never. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. No. Go ahead and I already knew where I was going. No. Jay. No. <laughs> You broached it. Go ahead. We got 30 seconds. No, 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 no. you should not. This is Disney, baby. You're Let's fine. roll. Okay. Jeez. You threw it out there. Zubin definitely wasn't playing that game attack. You want to cash that check? You, you should bring no it sense, up. Man. I had to turn you my got back. No you got, got no sense. You got no sense. On the way, 
It's an apology that should have come 43 days ago. Uh. 43 days ago. 43 days too late. It's finally here. Got problems, man. Who's got the mea culpa? That's next. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.